0: morning and welcome to Sunlight Christian Center, located in downtown Orange. Let's join Pastor Joe and the worship service in progress. This is the Thanksgiving season. And for my text this morning, I'd like you to turn to John, the sixth chapter. And if I were to entitle the message, it would be, He Gave Thanks. And Jesus, by example, teaches us that we need to do what he did. We follow in his footsteps as he reacts and deals with life we learn to react and deal with life we learn from our elders we learn from people who have gone before us and so we follow those who have been there and we learn how to deal and how to cope with life and we have a leader we have somebody that leads the way in john the sixth chapter verse 11 it says and jesus took the loaves And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. The story is a familiar story. The multiplying of the bread and the fishes. But what I want you to focus in on is just this action. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. The action is simple. He has the loaves in his hands, and he looks up to heaven, and he says, Lord, I want to thank you for this bread. So simple. But what I want you to do is take another look at the text. What was in his hand? Simple. He took the bread, and while the bread was in his hands, he offered thanksgiving. He said, thank you. But if you look at that picture again, you you can't help but realize that Jesus was giving thanks for something that was not enough. What he had in his hands was not enough to feed 5,000 people. What he had in his hands would not be enough to feed you. And yet Jesus is giving thanks for not enough. That's odd. And so the simplicity of the message is, can we give thanks with not enough? Anybody can give thanks for enough. It doesn't take a college degree to figure that out. But can you give thanks with, without enough? And when I was thinking about this, I thought, we all live in this neighborhood. We, we, if I were to, to, to survey this group, I am sure That there are plenty here today who would say, Pastor Joe, I thank God for what God has done in my life, but I don't have enough of. I'm deficient in. If you went down to the bank, they might even tell you I've insufficient. In all the years that I have been working, I have never earned enough money. (laughs) That's that's not a, a negative statement to the church. It's not a negative statement to anybody, but I would dare say that most everybody here would have to say, no matter how much money you were making, it really wasn't enough. I felt You felt great when you got the raise, but about a week is over, and you've spent it three or four times, you realize, you know, I don't have en- enough. Wish I had enough. The trick in life is not to have enough, but the trick is to learn how to use what you got and make it work. Because nobody has enough. You don't have enough time. And if we really took a close look, we don't have enough talent. And then look a little closer and you discover we don't have enough treasure. So, time and talent and treasure, there's really not enough of this. We run out of it so quickly. So, we have to learn how to live in the area, in the neighborhood of not enough. 32 years ago, when Sunlight was purchased, listen to this. 32 years ago, I remember talking to the owner of this place. It was an escrow already to be sold. Somebody was buying this place. It had a for lease sign outside, but it was already an escrow. Somebody was going to turn it into a pussycat theater. Could you imagine <laughs> this place, X-rated theater? But they couldn't come up with the money. And even the owner told me, I'm going to give them two more weeks. And I figured for sure they're going to come up with the money. Two weeks later, they still didn't come, come up with the money. And so we were next in line. So now we're, here we are, next in line. And the owner says, how much you got? <laughs> well, the people that fell out of escrow were supposed to come up with $25,000 and didn't have it. How much you got? Well, we got about $5,000 in the bank. You're next in line to buy this building. This building was selling for $250,000. I know that's a joke today, but, but 32 years ago, $250,000 was quite a sum of money. And, and, and the owner says, well, the, how uh, are you going to pay? We were only in existence for eight weeks. What bank, what bank, what <laughs> bank, what bank in their right mind would lend a group that's in existence for eight weeks $250,000? I've discovered this about banks. I'll just pass it along. And it's this banks will lend you money if you've got money. And banks will not lend you money if you don't have money. So, what do we need banks for? I mean, this is crazy. So, what do you got? We got $5,000 in our checking account. Brothers and sisters, that's not enough. Not if you want to buy the building, that's not enough. I don't know how this is, but God somehow takes not enough and makes it work. And the way he made it work is the owner said, okay, there's no bank would ever lend you money. I'll be the bank for you, and you don't have to worry about a bank. I'm the bank, and by the way, you can stay in this building for 10 months and pay me nothing, and while you're spending t- in 10 months here, you can work up on it. The real question in life is can you live with not enough can you trust God with not enough now someday there's going to be enough I mean when we walk on streets of gold is that enough when we see the pearly white gaze is that enough when you discover that you have life everlasting, is that enough? When you discover that there's going to be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more sickness, no more crying, no more pain, no more hospitals, no more doctors, no more pain, is that enough? And you discover that there's no more war and there's no more rumors of wars and there's no more pestilence and there's no more earthquakes and there's no more hunger, that's enough! But until that day, We have to learn how to live with not enough. Some of us don't have enough in this area, and others don't have enough here. Some have enough. I have enough in my my family, but I don't have enough at the job. I have enough at the job, but I don't have enough of health. Everybody has got to deal with not enough. And Jesus took not enough... And he said, thank you. You know what he could have done? Let me tell you what Jesus could have done. He could have said, and this is why I'm not Jesus. He could have said, with 5,000 people that are following me, without including the women and the children, you mean to tell me that this is the only offering, five loaves and two fish? You mean to tell me that of 5,000 people out there, there's only one little boy that's got a happy, happy lunch, and that's the only thing, and nobody else has got anything to do? I cannot minister with people that are not willing to support me. It seems to me like this is a no-confidence vote, and I'm not going to minister. with. I'm out of here. Jesus took not enough and said, thank you, Father. Can we do that? That's a tall order. The story actually begins in verse 5, of John the 6th chapter. And this is how it goes. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. This was a test. I wonder how many of us have been in test after test after test. God knew what he was going to do, but we're being tested. And Philip takes out his calculator, and he starts calculating. He says, oh, I see about, I judge about 5,000 people out there. Well, that's just the men. Now, if you add the women and the children... You got to throw in about, I'd say about 9,000, 10,000 people. Now, if you got 10,000 people out there and you just want to give them a sandwich, that's 20,000 slices of bread. I need some time. I need about 10 wagons and I got to get 10 drivers. And I know there's a Ruben's Deli about 15 miles from here. And if we can get those wagons out there and give them enough time so they can heat up their ovens. Maybe we can bake some bread, but we got to have 20,000 slices. That's just the bread. And you got to put something in that bread. You got to have some lettuce and tomatoes and maybe some, well, we'll skip the hand because we're Jews. We'll have salami and cheese. I got to have some money. That's what I got to have. And even at a 25% ministerial discount, he said 200 denarii worth of bread. Is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. Jesus, is not enough. Have you ever gotten to that place where you've used your calculator and you use the new math and you use whatever you leaned on and made the telephone calls and you discover after it's all over, we just don't have enough. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? It's not enough. And when you read this story and you realize that Jesus took not enough in his hands and he offered thanksgiving to God and you realize what's behind the story that Philip couldn't calculate enough and Andrew even though he came up with a happy meal couldn't come up with enough you got you got two conclusions that are being made and brought to Jesus and the first conclusion is there's not enough and the second conclusion is there's not enough And what I love about this story is that Jesus takes both of those conclusions. And Jesus said, make the people sit down. I want you to notice that Jesus didn't even answer Andrew's question. Andrew's question was this, I got a a lunch here, but what's that among so many? That's the question. Jesus doesn't even answer the question. He just simply goes right to the issue and says, tell the people to sit down. Did you ever ask a question? you ever ask God a question and you didn't get an answer? And you say, well, Lord, I asked. They told me to pray and I prayed and you didn't. Because God sometimes bypasses the answer you expected to hear from him. And he's already involved in the solution of the problem while you're waiting around for a question to be answered. And he's moving his mighty muscle to accomplish. Tell the people to sit down. It's lunchtime. The story comes to tell you, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot discourage God with your bad news. You come to him with, it's not enough. And God says, roll up your sleeves. Abraham comes to him and says, I'm 99 years old. I don't have enough time. And the Lord says, you tell your wife, she's going to have a baby. Moses in the wilderness, he's been there for 40 years. He's now 80 years old. He doesn't have enough time. And God breaks in and says, I- I'm just about now ready to use you to go to Pharaoh. Tell him to let my people go. You cannot discourage God with bad news. Even Daniel in the lion's den is about to receive some good news. God sent the angel and zipped up their mouths. So they lost their appetite, and Daniel stood there in the protection of God with not enough because you don't have to have enough for God to take care of you. I guess it's a shocking and radical thought to think that God will take care of you with not enough. Because we've heard so many times and we've been persuaded in so many ways, but, but, but God's going to pour out this blessing, and He will. It's not to take away from the pouring out of the blessing, because Jesus is about ready to pour out an incredible blessing here. But until that blessing comes, God's going to take care of you with not enough, because you cannot discourage God. Not God. I want you to see this. Jesus gave thanks before. This is the simplest Thanksgiving message. Jesus gave thanks before. We are taught to give thanks after. After somebody gives you a Christmas present, you say thank you. After you sneeze, somebody says, God bless you. It's always after. After the fact, after you get your raise, you say, Thank you. Can you imagine if you get, send your boss a thank you note before you got the raise? I just <laughs> want to raise? thank. It'd be kind of odd. So we have learned that you say thank you after the fact. Here Jesus is introducing a radical element to Thanksgiving. It's just between you and God, and he's teaching us, be willing to be thankful before 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 the miracle, before there's enough. I want to be thankful. Can you be? Can we be? Give thanks. I was listening to uh, uh, Reverend Ray Green's sermon on, on Sunday, and I, I heard him mention a passage in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It's, it's a familiar passage, and, I, and, I, and I, I thought it was really interesting because what, what, what Brother Ray mentioned is that, that, that God places before you life and death Blessing and cursing, and then tells you to choose life, and it seems like such an odd verse. You mean you got to tell me to choose life? I got don't know. What am I, an idiot? I don't know the difference between life and death. Blessing, of course, I'm going to choose blessing. Of course, I'm going to choose life. But hold on a minute, because there is a defective gene in the system, and I'm here. I'm going to prove it to you. There is a defective gene. And for some reason, we have a tendency to gravitate toward the curse rather than the blessing. We gravitate toward the death of a thing rather than the life of a thing. And so the Lord's got to break into our world and say, please, please choose blessing, choose life. I just want to just give you a little nudge, choose, because you, you you're like a little sheep. You just need a little push. Here's what I'm talking about. When we have a situation where we don't have enough, whatever that might be, I don't have enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough health. I don't have enough respect. I don't have enough. What we want to do is we want to complain. If you complain, you're choosing a curse. You're cursing yourself. If you want to get angry... If you want to get upset, if you want to get frustrated, you're choosing, you're choosing, you're choosing. The only way to choose the blessing is to be thankful. I don't care what you do. I'm going to be thankful. I don't care what I don't have enough of. I'm going to be thankful. That's what it means when the scripture says, choose life, choose life. I'll show you an example. you you got a situation. Somebody has wronged you. Somebody has hurt you. Somebody has done something terrible. And it's our natural response. It's a natural reaction for us to be unforgiving. Be unforgiving. What we're doing is we're choosing a curse. And the Bible says, choose life. Forgiveness is life. Give thanks. Give thanks when you don't have enough time. Give thanks when you don't get enough recognition. Give thanks when you didn't get affirmed. Give thanks when you expected encouragement, but it didn't come. Give thanks when you don't have enough help. Give thanks when there are not enough workers. Give thanks when there are not enough leaders. Give thanks when you don't have enough cooperation. Give thanks when you don't have enough support. Give thanks when you don't have enough energy. Give thanks when you don't have enough health. Give thanks when you don't have enough offering. Jesus had a measly five loaves and two fish as an offering, and in some churches, they'd be upset. Shut the doors. Nobody leaves. Nobody getting out of his place. We're going to take up that second offering, third offering. Jesus took the offering, took it, took the offering that he had. I said, I want to thank you, Father. Can we take? Not enough. Let me take it one step deeper. I'm lonely. Oh Lord, I'm coming into your presence because I recognize that I may be lonely, but I'm not alone because you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I've come to thank you. I'm afraid There are so many things that would frighten us. But Lord, I'm coming into your presence with my fear. My knees may be a little shaky, but I'm coming to say thank you. The words thank you have got to pass my lips. You're a good God. Thank you. I'm in trouble again. Didn't plan it. Didn't even see it. But Lord, with the trouble that I'm in, I got to stop by and offer my thanksgiving. Because I may have seen a lot of trouble in my day, but I've never seen a Lord quite like you. Somebody I can take my troubles to. Thank you. I lost some friends. a Couple of bruises in life and you discover that after the scrape and the smoke settles, a couple of friends are gone and you got to learn to live without them. People come and go, but God's word is forever. And so Lord, I just want you to know I have never had a friend like you. Thank you. I didn't get the job. But I want to thank you. I didn't get the opportunity. Didn't get the promotion. Didn't get the raise. Didn't get the loan. But I want to thank you, Lord. Because I can't see enough to understand it all. But I know you do. And even in this situation of not enough i gotta stop by to say thank you hurting you don't mind lord if i sneak in sit in the back row somewhere just to say thank you and in my hurt just to remind you that i know you've never heard me i want to thank you i know you would expect me to thank you if i was doing fine but I know I can shake up the devils in hell by coming into your presence, hurting, telling you to thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I don't have enough money. Who does? But, Lord, I want to thank you with the money I do have. And if the only thing I could do is drop a nickel in the plate, Lord, I want to thank you with the nickel that I have. I just want to thank you. I need to thank you. Bad news? I'm going to a good news, Lord. I want to stop by to say thank you. Broken promises. How many broken promises have there been? He promised, she promised, but look what happened. Lord, before I go anywhere and do anything, I just want to say thank you. It's a hopeless situation, but I see hope in you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. The dream that I had was shattered and all I've got is the fragmented pieces. But I bring all those pieces into your presence and say, thank you. I got you. Broken heart. Thank you. Failed. You think the Lord only wants to see you and only welcomes you into his presence when you have succeeded? Because if he did, it would mean the only time he loves you is when you've done something loving. And the truth is, he loves you whether you succeed or fail. I failed. I just want to drop by to say thank you. Thank you because you'll see me through it, Lord. You see, it's it's taking, taking the not enough. Everybody's got not enough. And standing in his presence and saying, Lord, I want to thank you. I'm not going to let this moment go by without thanking you. And I'm not going to use this moment to criticize you. And I'm not going to use this moment to complain. And I'm not going to use this moment to become bitter. And I'm not going to use this not enough to become resentful. I will not let this not enough turn me sour. Thank you. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. The message is so simple. How could you forget it? First give thanks. That's first. Oh, we don't have enough. I'm going to say thank you. Now, I would like you to take wherever you are the place where you happen to be with the not enough you have in your hand, and I'd like you to come before the Lord and offer your thanks. And as we sing this chorus, this altar is open. How can I say thank the things you have done for me, things so undeserved, yet you give to prove your love. You have been listening to Pastor Joe at Sunlight Christian Center. We are located in beautiful downtown Orange just one block north of the Chapman Circle at 172 North Glissell Street.